Shut up and sit down. Welcome, everybody, to episode 256 of Third Shift. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Eric, and with me today is the inglorious bastard himself. It's Mr. Matt. We're doing a funky trying episode going on right now. It's super early. It's super weird. It's out of this world. Camping's a thing. Camping's a thing, and it's making everything bonkers and wonkers. But guess what? It's one of the last trips, Matt, so soon it'll be back to the way it's supposed to be up until you take your vacation, and then it'll be all Wonkatron again. See, what you need to do is you need to go up there, and you need to start... You know, you know all the energy you talk about when you're like, "Oh, I'm on the phone with my doctor and all this stuff," or, or I'm on the phone with the utility people and I'm got, I gotta, I gotta rage out and get all my good stuff going. You gotta do that up at your camping zone and get yourself some better Wi-Fi. Then the shows don't even have to be weird. It's true, but you can like set it up, and I'll see in the background like a roaring, crackling fire or like a beautiful mm-hmm. like lakeside seashore, and I'll be like, "Oh man, I'm so mad." But then shows. we don't have to do funky, weird shows either. So it's mm-hmm. kind of a so it's kind of a you know? win-win, you know. And you get to see these awesome places i'm at living the good life doing that camping thing getting the s'mores happening yeah but alas here we are on a weird day that we're not supposed to be recording (laughs) but we're recording because we're gonna put out the episode for the folks for the fans for the listeners because that's how we do it so of course without further ado matt hey it's been like two or three days how's your week how you doing what have you done (laughs) it's been like four days that's basically a week so, obviously, it's just been over the weekend. We're recording this on Monday night, just so you listeners know. But over the weekend, I did go and see Snake Eyes. I thought it was all right. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't great. It was just okay. But also over the weekend, I told you, I played a lot of video games. I played more Narita Boy, and I finally finished it. I looked at the achievements list. And I went, man, I'm only five short. All right, how, how easy can I do this? And I loaded back in my old save, and I went, hey... Here you are, just having beaten the last boss, so what you can do is walk over and see the story and do the credits. And I went, oh, there's no chapter select, there's no easy way to go back and do that stuff. Oh well, let me watch the unlockable thing on YouTube. Okay, that scene probably wasn't really worth the effort, but it's kind of cool anyway. Mm -hmm. But I was going to say, still a great game, and I mean it is, it's just weird and strange and just unlike anything else. I am happy that I played it. I sound negative anytime I talk about it. It was a very unique experience, very weird, very strange, but it had some really awesome moments. I will say any of the movement or transformation things in it, thats I won't spoil it for anybody. Those moments are awesome, just fantastic, beautiful things. So that was awesome. Also, I always play Animal Crossing New Horizons. That's something I do. And then that day after I beat Narita Boy, I went, okay. I started playing Black Desert last week, and I kind of got into it, but I was kind of still a little iffy on it. I went, let me give it another couple hours. Let me see. Combat, still super fun. Graphics, still super beautiful. Story, and just like the questing system, I was just like, it just just didn't hook me. It was nothing. It was always, run over here and talk to this person. And then that person would say like some lines about the area, but there wasn't like an overall story to the area. And then once you did a quest for them, they'd go, all right, go over there. Run over there. Hey, I'm Billy. Uh, look inside the cave and see if you can find a thing. Do-do-do. Found the thing. Go back to Billy. All right. Go back to that first lady who told you to come to me. Do-do-do-do-do. Hey, you did that thing for Billy? All right. Go see Steve. And it would just repeat that process. 
And, you know, I mean, MMO questing is never, like, the greatest, but, you know, for World of Warcraft, you have a little dialogue thing, you know, mm-hmm. you, you learn stuff about the area, and you help the outpost that's there. It kind of just felt like, run here, run there, kill five imps, run there, run here. A lot of times, you could just run past all the combat. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's some of the localization, too, because the story pieces weren't very good. It was kind of strange. But it didn't hook me, and I went, all right, I gave it the old college try. Now I know what Black Desert is, because it keeps popping up everywhere. Let me do something else. Let me do something else that's story-heavy on Games Pass that maybe I'll get into. I keep seeing this icon everywhere. What is what is Greedfall? Let me pull up a review. Oh, it's a cool RPG where you're like a pirate-looking dude. has a lot of really cool quests and quest decisions and ways you can interact with the three different factions and help this faction, help that faction, and try to, like, sneak one over on the bad faction, do-do-do-do-do. And I went, that sounds great, and I started playing it, and it's pretty damn good so far. I'm still obviously just in the intro. I just got out of port, off to the new place, but everything I've seen about it, I like. Even in that intro port, there were a couple of quests where you could solve them a bunch of different ways, and then once you got to the point where you like found the thing you were looking for, you could resolve the quest after that point in a bunch of different ways too. And I did that a few times. I even did like a quick save, quick reload to see what the different option was, and that was cool too. So I'm digging that so far. Hopefully that sticks with me a little more than some of the other Games Pass games that I have been doing, but I've heard good things about it. It's only a normal RPG experience, like 50, 60 hours tops, not like Wasteland 3 was going to turn into something ridiculous for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to playing more of that once we get off of here. And I think that's it for my week. Eric, what have you done so far this weekend slash week, and what will you be doing for the remainder of the week? So I just before I even begin, I want to say one thing. I know. You know, you already know what it's gonna be. I know. You're wasting your time with all these <laughs> freaking games, Matt. And ages, thirteen sentinels, ages ram is right there, and you just keep on playing all these random freaking games. Oh, I don't know what to do. I'm gonna go try this random game and that random game. Oh, maybe I'll just put. Freaking seven hours of useless time into this game and then move on because I don't like it as much as I thought I would. In my defense, all those are Games Pass games. I got to do that for my New Year's resolutions. 13 Sentinels is on PS5. If I spend all my time doing that, I can't pass my resolution. It's 30 you know, it's and like you know 33 what? hours. You can beat it. And in you like know what? Another, hours. I'm going I'm to I'm hard segue away from that and I'm t- going to take you to a glorious world that we both love. And I'm going to say, we also played. Wolfenstein Youngblood oh my on God. Friday night, drinking beers. We did. It was that, so good. That's the smile I was looking for, yeah. <laughs> it was good. It was great. Holy cow. I'll bring it up. First off, yes, we had a Borderlands night again for the first time in weeks, and we played some Wolfenstein Youngblood. Man, oh, man. It was fun. Just that game is fun. It's just fun. Anybody who says anything else, you're stupid. Mm-hmm. That's what it, that's the that's the third shift statement. You're stupid. <laughs> okay? There you go. You got it. So we had a great time with it. I look forward to doing it some more, having some more times. <laughs> and I got to jump in here. You know I got you know I had to bring it up on the show. My man Eric, you were hitting you were hitting the drinks really hard. Oh, I went nuts, man. I was you bananzos. Went, <laughs> <laughs> it was like nine o'clock and you're like, hey man, what's going on? So there was a what's going on? I don't know that I can make it through three more hours like this. We're we're gonna hit a wall and just crash down. But then it got even better because you turned into I said it 
when we were playing it, you turned into a Bugs Bunny cartoon. If, if you ever watched cartoons and you saw drunk people, that was Eric. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> it was it was it was like for thirty minutes straight, just five seconds apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was picturing the little uh, little green bubbles floating up. You know, I did it for you, man. Because the previous time we did Borderlands Night was kind of like a somber one. Mm-hmm. I don't think either of us were getting a really good buzz going. We weren't really rocking and rolling. Yeah. And this time I skipped dinner, did the whole thing. I was like, nope, <laughs> Eric's got nothing of no defenses. This alcohol mm-hmm. is going straight to the brain, and it did. And we were just like, wow. I was like, well, I was like, oh, my God, here we go. woo Because I, I was going at the usual, like, go up pace. And I was like, hey, man, Eric, come on over here. Come on over here. Oh, what? Hey, what's there's, going on? There's a thing on the wall. Oh, no. <laughs> it's too early <laughs> for this. So I think the alcohol rode the Wolfenstein train straight to your head mm-hmm. and went, woo. It was great. Uh, it was great. I loved it. That's what I was looking for because, like I said, our previous time, both of us were just, we weren't getting to the heights we needed to get to. You know, yeah. it was pretty chill. And I think we both were like, all right, let's just go to and call tonight. And I went, nope, mm-hmm. not for Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein, <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to the moon. I'm going uh-huh. to the moon. Screw this. I don't care. And that's what I did. So I enjoyed it. Yes. Did I forget lots of parts of it? Yep. But that's okay. Doesn't matter. It was still a great time. Uh-huh. So, yeah, we did play Wolfenstein. Now, on my normal week, you know, the, the four days we've had, I played a little bit of Scarlet Nexus because I was, I was kind of not getting in there, not doing it, not messing with it lately. And I went, no, 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 Eric. You're going to get that point where you're going to start to get a little rusty and you're going to screw yourself over. So I popped in there. I did a whole new dungeon, whole new area, and then a whole new side thing where if you don't know when you go to the side thing, you do a whole bunch of like uh, bonding experiences and bonding episodes, did a whole new segment of those, bought the gifts, did all the stuff, got right back in that groove. I was like, okay, I know what's going on. I'm feeling it. I'm I'm back in the Scarlet Nexus grind here. I'm liking it. And then I bounced out. Because, like I said, that's kind of what Scarlet Nexus is. You do a bonding episode, you do a big old dungeon whole thing, you go do another bonding episode, boop, 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 boop. So, got out of there. And then, as I said before, I was like, man, I'm playing, uh, I don't know why I shouldn't do it, but I'm playing FF14. Played that for a few hours. I love it and I hate it. It's an MMO, you know, and I'm like, I don't want to do another MMO. But at the same time, it has all the same sticklers, all the same sticking points that I love and remember. And I'm just like, yeah, do all the things here. And yeah, man, they're going to give me all these cool greens. And I'm going to be real powerful. Then I'm going to move on to the next town. And here we go. But I'll tell you what. This one didn't learn its lesson. World of Warcraft has graveyards, Matt. So if you die, you go to a graveyard, which is relatively close to wherever you're at. Yeah. Sometimes it's a little farther than it needs to be, but whatever. FF doesn't do that. They just go, oh, you're resurrecting at the city. Well, the city's like a, a seven-minute, eight-minute walk back to where I was grinding the baddies at. Okay, I'll go. I'll, I'll do it. You got no choice. All right. Grind all the way back. Fighting, 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 you know. Oh, you know, my a my stupid uh summon gathered three or four enemies around me, screwed me over, I die again. Oh well, you're back at the city. Yeah, you, you like that other seven, eight minute walk back again? No, I don't. I don't. I didn't like it the first time, and now you're really starting to annoy me with the second time. <laughs> and see, I feel like 
my bit with Black Desert is, like I said, I could just run past most things. Like I would, I would put the quest on, and you hit the auto run button, and even as you went through camps, you like didn't aggro anything. Hmm. So it's like if I, if it was like that, I'd probably have more fun with it because I'd be doing action combat, mm-hmm. popping skills, and doing stuff. It's just so weird. But I totally feel you on that because that doesn't sound like any fun either. You got to have a balance of both. Yeah, you know. And, and what's right, what's wrong? You know, I'm yeah. sure. Obviously, if I keep playing, I'll get you know the skills, I'll get the gear, and then me dying won't be really be a thing unless I just do something stupid or egregious. But then I don't care; it's my own fault. Or you'll be able to like pop some flag that you can Hearthstone back to, or something. Yeah. Some kind of uh, CC that'll allow me to get the hell out of Dodge, and like you said, Hearthstone yeah. back, or just you know leave the whole environment. But for now, that part's frustrating. I, I don't like being weak, and of course, it's a new MMO for MMO for me, so I'm kind of like. You know, trying to learn stuff, get the abilities, figure out what I'm supposed to be doing, what the groove is. So all that's taking its time. But I do love it. It's got the FF music. It's got the whole vibe of Final Fantasy going. So it's kind of like melding two worlds together for me right now. And I'm like, man, I'm getting my Final Fantasy fix and an MMO fix. I'm liking this. This is feeling good. So we'll see where it goes. There's a huge sale, so I have to decide in the next couple weeks whether I'm going to do it or not, because all the DLCs are bundled together like for 20 bucks right now, and you ain't getting a better deal than that. So I'm like, oh, okay, i got to figure this out. We'll see, though. We'll see. I'm not promising anything. And then lastly, Chris Tales. I've been playing Chris Tales. Here's the thing. This is why PC gaming sucks. All right? I, I played that. I was on a whole shtick. Three hours in, man. I'm just going and going and going and going and going and going and going. And then, of course, boom, auto logs me out. Everything shuts down. What the hell? Load it back up. Start playing. Ten minutes later, poop shuts all down. The PC's getting too hot. Hang on a sec. Is that your bread? Yep, beeping? it's my bread. I was trying okay. to finish, but, you know, better go get it. <laughs> One eternity later. So, of course, lastly with Chris Tales here, I already said it. The story, great. Having a good time with it. The combat system's fun. Enjoying it. But the PC won't let me play. I've rebuilt this PC. It's got a 750 power supply in it, the fan, all that good stuff. And still, after several hours of playing, it wants to overheat. I suspect it's because, of course, I have an old graphics card in it. But I can't upgrade. Because you can't get a 3060, 3070, 3080, or 3090. Unless you're some kind of super cool pirate psychopath who's sitting there clicking on all the things, has the algorithms going, etc. So it's kind of frustrating, as usual, with my PC, where I'm just like, well, I'd love to play you, but two and a half hours in, you know, you hear the... And then, like I just said, boop, 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 just shutting your stuff down so nothing overheats and blows up. Okay, well, guess that's the end of my crystals. Thanks. You just open the side panel up. Just take the side panel off when you decide mm-hmm. to play it. Well, I mean, you know, I'm in the basement, so it's always only like 50, 60 degrees down here. I know. And then but... the boot, well, you're right, I could take the side panel off even more air, but I just feel like it's the graphics card. Yeah. It's got to be. It's the only thing I haven't replaced, and I just feel like that game, while not like super demanding, is very vibrant and colorful, and with all that going on, like I even told you, it has like the weird skip frames, like you can't keep up sometimes. I have to assume that's what's going on, but it's just like, God, just let me play the damn game. I was enjoying it. And lastly on it, it's an old school RPG. So you have to manually save. So guess what? I went through about a 40 minute segment where I didn't save and that's when it did it. And I'm just like, 
you guys, I don't have time to be doing 40-minute segments over again. And if this happens more than once or twice, I'm going to be out. Because I can't, I can't put up with that. It's too much. I don't have enough time for that kind of stuff. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to try to strategically plan me playing Chris Tales now. So that I don't run into the issue of me getting too pissed off and then just quitting out on it. Because it's worth playing. It's a great game. Having a lot of fun with it. And of course, that's been my week. And of course, getting ready for camping. That's why we're doing the episode early. Now, I was going to do this part during my week, but my week was too long. And I almost segued into it because you were talking about Final Fantasy fourteen with its awesome Final Fantasy music. Mm-hmm. This goes in the news segment because it's video games. Well, it's an aspect of video games in like the most popular culture. Everybody around the world watched it. The Olympics started up on Friday over the weekend. And I don't know if you heard about it. I don't know if you saw it, but I saw it later when I watched it on VOD uh, during the Parade of Nations. They aired, for all the countries coming out, tons of video game music. Just what? blasting through the stadium. Listening like... What? Are you serious right now? What? Oh, my God. Dragon Quest music, Final Fantasy music, Chrono Trigger music, Ace Combat music. I mean, they had like a list of like 20 or 25 songs, something like that. And I cycled through because obviously it's like an hour or two that the Parade of Nations happens. Mm -hmm. But every time it came up, I felt the chills up my spine. I was like, yeah, Robo's theme from Chrono Trigger. Oh, my gosh. How can you not just be like, do, 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 do. Oh, so awesome. So beautiful. At least catch some segments of it on YouTube or something, because it was amazing. I couldn't believe it. I'm watching the Olympics. Like, I love the Olympics. I know some people don't. And then I'm watching this, and then also video games are here. Beautiful. Amazing. Yeah, I I used to watch the Olympics quite a bit, but I've fallen off in the last couple. So that's on me. I got to jump back in. But, uh, yeah, that was something we used to do. You know, me and the family used to sit there watching the Olympics, especially the Winter Olympics. Summer Olympics weren't really our jam, but the winter ones we were always really big on. So I'll have to check that out because it's fitting. You know, it's Japan. Of course, they got to have some video game tunes, man. That's what it's all about. Exactly. Gosh, I'm sorry I missed it. I'm so sorry I missed it. And I'm so sorry that Gearbox has lost some big senior staff, Matt. I I don't know what happened. How'd this happen? What's going on? I literally didn't know this happened, so I can't answer your question. Tell me more about it there, Eric. Well, over on Axios, they've got the article up. This happened a few days back. Seven, I believe it was, senior Gearbox developers who were working on an unknown title. You know, something pre-production. You know what it is, then? Brothers at Arms is gone again. That's what (laughs) happens to me every time. Randy Pitchford stated that they left on amicable terms and that it does not affect the development of this title and they're already moving folks over, okay? That's what everybody says, and it always affects the title, and I'm going to have to reboot it all from scratch again because Steve's awesome design he can't use because he took it with him. He took all the code. God damn it. And here's what's crazy, okay? So senior producer Christopher Brock, lead mission designer Keith Schuler, and art director Scott Kester are amongst them. And then Paul Sagey. I'm sure it's just Sage. I'm sure it's just Sage. <laughs> I know. You gotta, you gotta go eh or ah or something funky. It can't just be Sage. So the freaking creative director is gone, okay? And then Chris Strage and Kevin Penrod. Wasn't Paul Sage the guy who was always up on stage with Randy? Yes. So that's a big, big guy. I mean, yeah, yeah. So it's crazy. It's it's insane. They've all left together to make their own game. Oh. So they're forming their own studio, making their own game, doing their own thing. 
which that's really cool. That's some really cool talent putting together, doing their own thing, spinning off on wherever they're going to spin off to. But on the side note, that's super sad because those are some skilled individuals. And they really helped, you know, I'm sure they really, really helped uh, Gearbox handle business, make great games, do what they got to do. But like I said, Randy got out in front of it and said, hey, it was on amicable terms. There's no hostility, no hard feelings. Everything's good to go. We, you know, wish him the best, all that good stuff. Well, maybe this just goes to show what we've said on the show or, I mean, speculated, but it's been pretty obvious. Maybe this just shows that, yes, Borderlands 3 is over because mm-hmm. the creative director of that game, now he's gone. Well, you don't need him if you're not going to do any more with it, or at least not for a few years or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, sucks that pros who have brought us a really fantastic game or multiple games over their careers are gone, but I'm sure this happens in the industry all the time, especially when companies get bigger and, you know, they have a satellite office now and all this other stuff. Well, you know, we're done with this and we can't really find a spot for you. So you're going to take off and do your own thing or, you know, grab a few guys if they've got their own project in mind, like you said, and move off and do their own thing. I'm sure this happens all the time, but hearing it from Gearbox, I'm like, oh man, you never hear that. Gearbox just grows. Mm-hmm. Gearbox just hires people. They don't ever get rid of people. You don't see it. Yeah, you don't see folks leaving that often. Or if you do, it's just like a singular individual here and there, going off and doing their own thing. Yeah. So I wish them all the best of luck. And of course, since we've you know followed Gearbox for years and years now, and followed these individuals for years, I look forward to seeing what the studio is or whatever it is they you know come up with and what kind of game that they were so anxious and wanting to make. That wasn't something they could do at Gearbox. Maybe it'll be a really cool, fun adventure game that I've been begging Gearbox to make for years. How many people did you say? It was You said it was seven people, right? Seven. I think it was seven. So these are the seven people who listen to our show. Uh-huh. And they're like, God damn it, Gearbox, if you won't let us make Nuke and Duke, we're going to have to spin off and do it indie style over here. So expect call, Eric, because now we have to license yeah. with them, uh-huh. not just with Gearbox. We already signed some papers there, but now we have to like renegotiate our contracts and then maybe we support them with funding from the patrons you know something like that like we'll have to have a meeting a lot of meeting business back-end stuff a lot of important phone calls need to be made for us don't you worry about that boys and girls we'll get it figured out we'll make sure we're there giving you all the good info and the deets on all that progress in the future but i just wanted to make sure everybody was well aware of it since even matt had not seen that particular little tidbit there you go. Now you know. And knowledge is power, okay? Knowing is half the battle. You could have done it right, but you didn't do it <laughs> I right. I did it on purpose. <laughs> I even gave it that, like, spin, too, that, where it was should have been it, but it wasn't. Uh-huh. It wasn't. It was beautiful. <laughs> Just lining it up and then not hitting it. You know what I mean? That's beautiful. <laughs> also, you know what? I'll spoil this because it's not a spoiler for something that's not in the movie. Uh, knowing is half the battle was not in Snake Eyes. Mm. There's a couple other sayings that kind of get sprinkled in. And I was like, oh, that's cute. Oh, that's cool. And then they were like, hey, Snake Eyes, did you know about this? And I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to say, huh, knowing's half the battle. Nobody said it. Not once during the whole runtime. How do you do that? How do you have any kind of G.I. Joe related movie without knowing it's half the battle? As Matt Shaman would say, <laughs> I can't even do it. I can't even. Shame, shameful display. Shameful. <laughs> Shameful display. Shameful display. <laughs> but you know what won't be a shameful display? There's no segue. I can't. I almost, I almost had it, but it's been it's too much. It's our upcoming games, Matt. 
No shameful display from these upcoming games we're looking forward to in the third quarter of this year, 2021. What will be the shameful display is when we look at our big lists, like in Q4, and we're like, how many of these could we afford or play? Or play, uh, like three uh, of them, two, two of them. Mm-hmm. How many did you play, Eric? Well, my wife got mad at me, so... Uh, I played the one. But you said it. We're talking this week about the Q3 games that we're most looking forward to. The upcoming games, we did it. Way, way earlier in the year with Q1, with Q2. Q3 is, I mean, it's already here. Yeah, we're already in Q3. We got one big foot into it, but it's time to talk about it. And I'm starting off first because I got three games coming out tomorrow that I have to get, or we've been talking about on the show. First up, Tribes of Midgard, we talk about on the show almost every week. So there's not much I need to go into there. If you don't know about it, it's out. So just go, go look them up, at Tribes of Midgard on Twitter. Find out about it. We've been talking about it. Listen to back episodes. Do all that. There's not much else to say. I'm moving on to the next one. It's one I've talked about on the show also, but not in the context of the Q3. Now it's here tomorrow, as we're recording this, the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. It's out by the time you're hearing this. Two brand new, well, not brand new, but brand new to the West, Ace Attorney games, bundled all together. It's like the historical prequel. You're like in the 1800s, working in London with Herlock Sholmes. All kinds of different new gameplay aspects where you're having a logic battle with him. He's drawing conclusions, and you're either proving or disproving them. Now you have a a selection of jurors during the trial, so you have to take what they believe or their statements about the evidence that's been presented and battle them against each other. Really cool, fun stuff over there. I can't wait to touch it. I'm I'm just torn because this is coming out for a Switch and playstation i believe and it's going to be the first ever phoenix Wright or ace attorney game i haven't played on literally a nintendo handheld like small device obviously if i play it on the switch it'll be the same but it'll be different it'll be too big mm-hmm. i'm used to just like a little pen and you know squinting getting eye strain from playing it for four hours straight it's not going to be fun to play ace attorney and not get eye strain no that's inaccurate man you're gonna love the game and you'll be grateful that you don't get eye constraint these glasses i'm wearing uh-huh. that's gonna be you if you keep getting all them problems and having to deal with it it's gonna be you sir all right but then what i don't like is that another game is coming out on tuesday and i didn't even know that it was coming out but story time folks during the weekend i also played a bunch of demos of games on the nintendo switch because i went i haven't checked the eShop in a while what's on sale i looked anything on my wish list on sale no okay cool what's come out recently anything really really cool i gotta get Nah, okay. What about new game demos? I haven't checked out the demo section on the eShop in forever. Oh, there's a demo here for Samurai Warriors 5. Sweet. I love the Warriors games. I love Sam War. Download it. Started playing it. The presentation is awesome. It's kind of like, a, you know how Street Fighter 4 was kind of like that big ink brush mm-hmm. type of stuff? It's a lot of that for like the story setup. Like ink drawn pictures and animations. Started playing it. And it's a later Samurai Warriors or Warriors style game, so it's not the original style, it's the new, more fast-moving style. But five minutes in, I didn't notice it. I was having a grand old time. And I went, hell yeah, it's time for a new Warriors game. And I went, hey Google, when's it coming out? Uh, Tuesday, asshole. And I went, <sighs> another game I'm going to absolutely love, that I'm going to put tons of hours into, because I do that with every single Warriors game, and it's coming out right around the corner. Thanks. Thanks, life. That's great. My wallet says thank you, too. Mm-hmm. It does indeed. You're screwed, man. You're out of luck, okay? For me, I'm thankful because in the short term, 
a couple games I wanted to play was Chris Tells. Well, guess what? It's already out. I'm already mm-hmm. playing it. And I'm playing it, well, free, sort of, through Games Pass. Yep. And the other game I wanted to check out, well, thank you, Games Pass. It's called The Ascent. It's also free, and that comes out 7:29, so a couple days from now. And that's another one I want to check out. It's got that Diablo-style over-the-top look going on, cyberpunk, meets dystopia, loot dropping everywhere. Right up my alley. Something that definitely draws my attention. I love, you know, the cyberpunk aesthetics. I love the whole apocalyptic kind of thing going on. I love getting loot and upgrading gear and going nuts and bonkers and just smashing through enemies' faces. I love the Diablo style, you know, over-the-top look while you're doing it. It's got all that. So this has potential to be a game I'm going to get big on and have just a great time with. Of course, I don't know for sure. It's just the way the nature goes. But it's a game that I was super interested in when I saw it, whatever. I don't know if it was a Game Awards show years ago, a couple years back or whatever. But I remember going, that looks awesome. And then just completely forgot about it. And, and here we are. Now it's actually about to be released after being delayed several times. You talked about a game that could be awesome, but we haven't seen a lot of it. That's my next game, which is actually one day before yours on the 28th. So three games dropping tomorrow as we record this. One game for me dropping after that. It's near reincarnation on the iPhone. Now, you know I'm not an iPhone gamer. I, I don't know. play games on so, the phone. I'm so torn. But it says near on it. It says uh-huh. near on the label. And then every day on Twitter now, I see stuff like, oh, hey, we're also going to do crossovers with Nier Automata and uh-huh. crossovers with Replicant. And there's going to be all kinds of cool skins and things you can get and heads and outfits and things. And I go, I don't want another game right now. But it says near on it. So I have to get it. I have to hear that awesome music in my Bluetooth headphones while I'm playing on my iPhone. The only thing I've seen is like playing as like a little Wisp character or like a Wisp is following you around. I know nothing at all about the story or anything, but near games are always at least really awesome. So I kind of have to get it, but I don't know anything about it whatsoever. But it's here. It's here on the list and it's right here. It's one I want to play, but I just got a $30 Android phone, so I don't get to play it. So, I'm not given a choice, which is good, because uh, now I can just go, I don't know, I'll just go to YouTube and watch somebody play. It's great for me, but also sad, because, like you, I love Nier stuff nowadays. I'm just infatuated with it. Can't wait to see what they do next on the big, you know, consoles, etc. So, I I feel like a cheater, kind of, knowing that I'm just going to go watch this get played through in, you know, three, four hours, whatever it takes to beat it, and then moving on. But that's what's got to happen. And it's good for my pocketbook. It's good for me because I can focus on other stuff, Matt. Just like a particular game coming out not too soon. but And then I know it's not a separate title, but I'm including it anyway. Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut coming out August 20th. Right around the corner before you know what's going to be here. And I was thinking, okay, you know, three to five hours. No, apparently like 12 to 15 hours on Iki, Iki Island, whatever it's called. All new storyline. We've already talked about it once, but you get a whole new bad guy going. All this new stuff happening. All new fox quests. All new everything. All new gear to go collect. All new dyes and stuff to get the different colorations for all your stuff. And then on top of that, some new Legends content to get in there and do some more cool Legends rating and experiences. I can't wait. I'm so sold. I'm so stoked for it. I can't wait to immerse myself in it. Because like, unlike you, man, I've, I've only played the one time. So I'm itching. I'm ready. I'm ready for that. You know, get in there fresh again, hearing that music, seeing the beautiful wind blow with the blossoms just whoosh, 
flooding around. Oh, yeah. I am so stoked. Like we talked about, I don't want to be stoked, but the closer it gets, the more stoked I get. I mean, just imagine how cool it would be. Obviously, the, the armor dies are awesome, and they make you look super cool. Imagine if they gave you, in this director's cut, a custom setting where you could mix and match dyes all over. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want a red headband, but everything else is solid black, or you get like the white sash down the middle, white cape blowing in the breeze or something. Oh, it'd be so good. So I'm hyped for that too. And just like last time, I'm going to jump a day ahead of you and say, so far on August 19th, 12 minutes is scheduled to come out. That's the top-down looking game where you're stuck in a time loop and or stuck in like this small apartment. And I don't know what the story is because I don't want to know because I don't want to get spoiled. Every trailer I see, every trailer I watch, crazy stuff is happening. You're having a spousal disagreement. Cops are busted in. They're handcuffing you. Criminals are coming in and punching you and throwing you on the floor and zip-tying you and dragging you out. And your wife's yelling and she wants a divorce and now you're back together. Willem Dafoe is here and friggin' Daisy Ridley's in it. I can't wait to find out what this game is about. I'm just getting excited for it because it's going to be a small game that I can play in a few hours and do everything in it or find out all the secrets. And like I said the last time we talked about it, pull all the strings. What if I do this over here at this time? What if I do that over there at this time? What if I cross this wire with that one and go up and down and try to do something that the game doesn't know that I'm going to try and do and see what happens? It's going to be great. The one I'm also looking at, but a little bit little more fervor just because I love it, is Alien it's a Fireteam Elite game coming out. It's got that whole co-op thing going. August 24th comes out. And Alien Isolation was fantastic. Super cool. Survival horror game. You know, games previous to that haven't done so well on the Aliens thing. But I was watching some Let's Plays and some previews of this one. And it's got my interest. Because instead of going survival horror, they're going your typical co-op, Left 4 Dead style. Aliens are coming in. You're well aware of them. You're Marines who've been trained to start fighting these idiots and handle business. You're going into this uh, station to rescue this doctor. You'll get different missions along the way. You can be an engineer. You can be a gunner, etc. you got the different classes, which give you the different abilities. You use them in coordination with your friends to just kill all the baddies, have a great time, make it to the extraction, and survive. I like that. That's a lot of fun. Yes, like I said, it's definitely taking a vein from the Left 4 Dead series, that kind of thing. But in the Aliens world, which, man, when I was watching that preview, you know, I wasn't originally, like, super stoked for it. But getting them in there, and then you got the little, the dog aliens running in. And you got your, the stand-up man-like aliens with a little more power, a little more go-to. You got, oh my gosh. They had the different classes of them coming in, the warriors and stuff. And then you just have to, like, mow them down. And they're just flying around, jumping in vents, coming back out, trying to get you from behind. All your cool, fun alien stuff. And I was just like, I could dig this. I could have a lot of fun playing this. That sounds like a ton of fun. I'm going to reserve judgment until we start seeing some reviews or actual out, yes. you know, out-of-the-box uh-huh. type stuff. Because, like you, we've all been burned by alien stuff before. But that sounds really awesome. And another thing that sounds really awesome, which... I haven't seen too much of, and it makes me wonder if it's going to get pushed back or maybe I'm just not watching the right channels. August 27th, No More Heroes 3 is set to come out. I love the first No More Heroes. It was a little wonky and a little weird and janky, but all of Suda51's games are like that. I never beat the first one, never played the second one, and I think that was mostly just down to it being on the Wii and it not really connected with me that much. But No More Heroes 3, another big chapter of Travis Touchdown's story is coming out. 
I can't wait to play it on a proper console and have a blast and see all the weird, crazy stuff that you're going to do in this game, whether it's in combat, stylish, funky, cool moves and all that stuff, and wacky, crazy enemies to fight, or just what's going to happen out on the town. Because you always do, he always puts such weird, strange, just twisted, strange things in his games. I can't wait to find out what's going on there. Well, you stole one from me. Here's where we coincide, Matt. No More Heroes 3. Unlike you, though, I played the first one. Never, I don't think I ever beat that one. It was the second one I beat playing over there with my little joysticks being stupid and mm-hmm. being wonky. Ended up beating that one, living at the apartment, having a good time with it. Got totally into it. Like you said, it's so janky and weird and off the cuff. So many like funny jokes, but bad jokes and just. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate it. It's yeah. one of those things where I appreciate and have a good time with. Uh, a lot of websites are saying right now, you know, like, oh, we look forward to it, but I'm sure there's going to be some kind of bad joke that's not going to go over well with, you know, the community these days and stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there will be. That's mm-hmm. that's no more heroes. There's going to be some jokes that people are not going to vibe with. Well, we'll stand by. <laughs> it's just like we talk about with Duke Nukem. That's kind of the point of this character in this series is you're weird and trashy and off the wall and crazy and goofy. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the whole point. So why would you get upset about it? Exactly. So without further ado, though, you know, since you covered that one, I'll put the one that's coming out like a day or two, two days before that one, Matt. And it's one you skipped over. And I'm, I'm surprised you did. It's Psychonauts 2. That comes out on the Game Pass for free. Now, I never played Psychonauts 1. I've watched a playthrough of Psychonauts 1. <laughs> it was a game that looked fun, looked interesting, but I just didn't, I wouldn't commit to it, didn't want to spend the money to go for it and mess around. So this time though, Matt, on Game Pass, I get to play it for free. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, here's my chance. Here's the chance I get to go have a cool platformer game that's all trippy, psychedelic, and get my, my platformer fix without actually spending any money besides, you know, what we all spend to have the Game Pass for whatever. So I'm looking forward to it because I don't got to pay for anything for it, and it gives me a chance to play a game that I previously only watched someone play through. Now this one is one when I watched it in the Xbox, you know, press conference. I was like, "Oh, Psychonauts two. That's an easy one. I can just skip." Oh, coming day one to Games Pass. <sighs> Damn it! Now I got to play it. Just like you, I never played Psychonauts one. I watched I watched a ton of it on G four back in when it was G four mm-hmm. land because they would show cutscenes from it and gameplay from it all the time. And I went, this looks cool, but it doesn't look for me. Like the graphics and the characters and like the weird look of everything, it just didn't connect with me. This is kind of the same thing, but now, like you said, we get it for free on day one. So I'm gonna have to play it, even though I kinda don't want to. I don't know, it's weird. Like, it, it, it doesn't have appeal to me, but I'm going to get it for free, so I'm going to end up playing it regardless. And it's going to be such a huge talking point. You know, that's another yeah. reason why I'm going to be, because like I said, I want to make sure I play all the games that have the big talking points, that have the big moments. Psychonauts 2 is inevitably on that list, because it's what, Tim Schafer making it, everybody loves him. And his stuff always has really good writing and uh-huh. really fun comedy in it. So maybe if the, like, the whole overarching plot doesn't connect with me, I'll find some funny character that I really dig. Because I always do that in any of his games. Most of his games don't really connect with me a lot, but there's always some fun, strange thing you can do in them. So kind of like Suda51, but in like a funny and wholesome way, I guess. I agree with that. I got one more, and that's it for this quarter. 
I have several more, but the one that you're going to have is also on yeah, my list. Yeah, I, I know it's going to be there. Mm-hmm. It's here on September 10th, and it's Tales of Rise. We've said it before on the show. Every time we see something new from this game, I just want it even more. Better and better and better. The little character trailer they did over E3, I watched it, and I was like a little schoolgirl. I put my hands to my face and went, oh, oh, look at the characters. Oh, look at them interacting. Oh, look at them saying voice lines. Oh, look at the combat. Look at the monsters. Oh, I just want it so bad. I just got to have it. Oh, it's going to be great. They're tweaking the combat to make more sense, still be Tales games, but instead of it being just that chaotic mess that it always is, where you're just slamming buttons, going nuts, combos, everything's going off the wall, they're trying to trim it back to where it still has all that kind of feel, but isn't just chaos and madness. And I am totally for that. I totally appreciate that. I hope they succeed in it. They've got the graphics that are way farther ahead than it usually is for a Tales game, because usually it's basically a whole generation behind every time it comes out, which they still look fun and they're still gorgeous, but, you know, it is a thing. You're kind of like, oh, dang, this new Tales game looks great, but uh, it looks like my PlayStation 3 game. Okay. This time around, it's looking dang sharp. It's looking good. I love where the story's going. The characters so far are looking fantastic. The color and vibrancy of that world has just got me going, I cannot wait to play this. I cannot wait to be in there. Technology meets magic meets, you know, all the old school. I love that concept. They've done it. Yes, it, it's been done a million times. I don't care. I love it. I love it when they're like, oh, well, we decided to go with science and and advance this way. Well, we decided to stick with the archaic magic roots and we do this. Oh, well, I hate you and I hate you. We're going to fight. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, I want it. I want that story. Give it to me. This is the game that's not going to be missed, period. Like of all the games I've said, Tales is one that's just already bought and done and paid for. It's there. It's coming. There's no option. There's no second guessing it. I can't wait for this title. I 100% agree with you, but I'm going to shift to another title that's coming out literally that same day that I might end up waiting on because it's it's one of those ones that's not a, a have to get, but it's from a franchise that I've loved so long that I am going to get and play it at least eventually, maybe on sale over like Black Friday times. But it's a Nintendo game, so those never go on sale, so I'm screwed. It's WarioWare Get It Together. I said it before when we talked about E3. I love the WarioWare games. I used to stay up way too late playing them on my flashcard, just doing ridiculous, goofy stuff. Now there's a brand new one coming for the Switch. I can't wait to see all the cool Switch abilities that it uses, all the little Joy-Con stuff you can do to make these crazy little micro games happen and work. I can't wait to play it. Another game I can't wait to play. I'm just going to keep steamrolling through because there's a lot of Matt specials here. September 14th is supposed to be Deathloop. It's pre-ordered. It's waiting for me. I just got to wait for the game to actually come out. I love time loops. I love pulling strings. I love affecting this thing over here and making that thing over there go. Oh, man, you get to be the puppet master here. Same thing as in 12 minutes, except here you're the driving force because you're trying to kill all these other people on this island. But once you do one thing over here, it might affect this over here. Or if you do something earlier in the day, it'll affect this character's path through there. And during the latest trailers or interviews they were saying hey you know we've talked about how you can affect all these characters but it's not like they're blind to what you're doing so maybe you're going to try and do something in this loop that has worked the same way through all the other loops and now they went ah ha you left a clue or i've gotten some kind of insight it's not going to work this time now so now you're going to be flying by the seat of your pants trying to figure out his counter to what you're doing to make him do this thing the more i see about this game the more i gotta have it And then, my final date, it is another damn twofer, 
September 24th, Lost Judgment comes out, the sequel to Judgment from the Yakuza guys. And what makes me sad is that they said that specifically Judgment is the only beat-em-up Yakuza-style games that will be coming out now. All the Yakuza series will be the RPG, which, I mean, is fine, but I love the beat-em-up style. But Lost Judgment is coming. I just hope they improve the character and the, the story and his integration of it. Because like I said, I think last year when I played the first one, he was so stoic all the way throughout and then kind of broke out in the last five minutes. So I'm hoping he's a little looser, a little gooser, and you know, doing more fun stuff in the sub-stories and the activities. But I have to get it, because it's from the Yakuza people. It's going to be a very solid beat-em-up with very silly side stuff to do. I love all those games. And then the other game that's coming out on that date, it's a maybe. i got to hear more about what's involved with it. But this is a director's cut for a game that I still think about to this day, and that's Death Stranding. Every time I think about Death Stranding, I think of all my good time on the roads or hauling just a backpack just stacked to the sky full of stuff going between this outpost and that one, dodging the BTs, doing all the stuff. I can't explain why I like that game so much because the physical gameplay of it doesn't sound fun. Pick up stuff and take it over there and build a road and do this thing. But it's so addictive. Maybe I'm like those people who play like Euro Truck Simulator. Uh I love driving my big truck along the road to the outpost. Oh, you got... 15,000 pounds of metal here, loaded in the truck, baby, because the auto paver, it needs some at the end of the road. New road for me. Yes. Beautiful. But if they add a bunch of stuff to it or a bunch of side activities or extra story bits, I don't know what's coming with the director's cut, but I'm excited because any chance to get back into that world, I want it and I might just take it. It's too much, buddy. You got too much on the plate. I got too much on the plate, but you just added way too much. You're going nuts. There's no way you're playing them all. You're going to add 40 games to your freaking stupid list of games you haven't played yet. And then 13 Sentinels is going to go down to like 5,000 of your games that need to be played. <laughs> I'll play it and I'll be like, what's this old game? This is like a, it's like an ancient game. Yeah, Jeez, it's going to be 2037. And then you're going to be like, a PS4 what's this game? Let me blow the dust off of my PS5 at this point. Probably already. And you'll be like, I remember this guy he was used to talk about this game all the time what was his name what i'll drag my camp chair over to your grave and i'll drink a <laughs> shot of gym and be like hey you were right dead eric it was, it was pretty game. good it was all right or even worse i'll, I'll bring it over and be like that game sucked you're stupid ha 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 even though i won't really mean it but i'll just be like there it's a burn on your dead spirit just to, <laughs> just to ruin my day even in death thank you yeah i appreciate it man <laughs> appreciate it and what we do appreciate is feedback from you out there in podcast listener land. What's on your Q3 2021 hype list? What's coming up that you can't miss? What's coming up that you might miss? Who knows? Let us know via the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com, on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme, and find us on Facebook under Third Shift. You can indeed find us over there. You can also find us on that Patreon if you like what we're doing. Like what we're doing. Like what we're doing. Like what we're doing. Consider heading over there, giving us a buck, two bucks, three bucks, five bucks, or maybe even that coveted million dollars. I don't say it too much anymore. Hey, we'll open up a food line. We'll change our whole lives. It's going to have babies in jars, unpatented, soon-to-be-patented cold cocks, all sorts of other stuff. You don't even know what we're talking about? Well, you got to go listen to the hundreds of episodes before this that would tell you what this was all about, okay? I don't got time to explain to you. I only have time to tell you we appreciate all the bucks you do throw our way. Helps us keep the lights on, handling business, taking care of everything, buying these side games we wouldn't normally be able to pay for, and keep playing and talking to you about them, okay? 
It's important. It's awesome. We appreciate everything up till now. And as Matt said, hey, if you can't throw bucks our way, you can interact with us by throwing feedback our way. Tell us what games you're looking forward to, what games you aren't looking forward to. Give us mailbag questions, things to talk about, topics, etc. All that can be done by you, along with the five-star ratings over on the MyTunes, so we can feed ourselves and keep everything rolling smoothly. And I don't have to have knives and things out to threaten people with and do bad things with. Help me help you. That's a brand new knife, too. That's not the ceremonial knife. No, I got a new one. <laughs> it's new. It's got a hook on it. Oh, it's very scary. <laughs> but the way you can help us the easiest and the best is to just listen to the very next episode, which will be dropping on the 5th of August. And you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a view, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. We do indeed. Consider that five-star review. As Matt said, I got a new blade and I'm itching to try it out. So, just saying. Have a great day. And with that, there's nothing else to say but... Don't forget to say... Shut up and sit down.